I really like close fights, but I don't always like split decisions. Some of them do go pretty badly, and whenever there's numbers involved, it always seems more complicated than the pride system of just, which guy won the fight? Cool. All right, that guy. I don't hate the 10-point must system, but when some fights are so close, it feels like it just doesn't work sometimes, and the person that won the fight just didn't actually win the fight. And there's been a few fighters who felt the same way and have even been humble enough to admit that even though they were given the win, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. They thought they lost. I'm Bailey in from Mount Point, and as always, thank you to our Hall of Famers for the support. And here are 10 times the winners actually admitted they lost. Number 10, Jan Blachowicz versus Magomed Ankalaev. Okay, so number 10 is actually a draw, but this one still counts because not only did it completely mess up the plan to repair the John Jones-sized hole that was in the division, but a lot of people thought it shouldn't have been a draw in the first place. They thought Magomed won, including Jan Blachowicz, who actually admitted that he lost. So the fight was pretty damn close. Everyone gave Jan's rounds one and two, but after that, Ankalaev kind of took over. The point is, though, most people thought Magomed had done enough to win, and 20 out of 22 media members thought the same. Even when they read the scorecards, Jan gestured as if Magomed got the win. But it was a draw, probably the worst-case scenario. Jan didn't really know what to do, and he walked over to Magomed and casually said... Joe then called him out for raising Ankalaev's hand, but Jan said he had to watch it back. He didn't know if he lost, but he couldn't be sure. But when Magomed then said he felt like he won and he wanted his title, like the noble warrior he is, Jan walked over and just said, I'll give the belt to uh, Ankalaev, you know. You think he should get the belt. That's a pretty crazy and honorable thing to do. Jan didn't win, but he admitted that he thought he lost. Number nine, Jeff Molina versus Jalgas Zumagulov. Although we haven't actually seen him in a while because of the whole James Krause situation, we still haven't seen Jeff Molina lose in the UFC. He had a fight of the night in his debut, but the most recent scrap he had with Jalgas Zumagulov in June of last year was an incredibly close fight. Both guys were constantly working, but they couldn't really land on each other. But when the fight was over, the scorecards took a little while to come in, and surprise, surprise, it was a split decision. One judge had it 29-28 Zumagulov, another 29-28 Molina, but when the final score was read as a 30-27, Jeff just let go of the ref's hands and walked away thinking he's lost the fight. But then all of a sudden came out running when it was announced, no mate, you're actually the guy that won. Then he went on the MMA hour afterwards and Ariel asked him about it. Of course, the elephant in the room is, it appeared as though you walked off thinking that you had lost, that you weren't going to get the judge's nod. As far as me walking away at the end of the decision, I've been on the shit end of the stick of a split decision before. And I think maybe that was just the, the pessimist in me thinking um, they gave it to the other guy. Number eight, Forrest Griffin versus Tito Ortiz, three. Two UFC legends right here that fought each other three times inside the UFC across six years. And two of them fights were fight of the night, by the way. Number three is the focus today, however, and it was one apiece going into it. They slugged it out for three rounds in a fight where Griffin was knocked down and taken down by Tito. The final bell rang and Tito walked away, hand raised. Forrest was doing the complete opposite, in fact. Forrest just walked right out of the octagon. Uh, I just forget sometimes. I get, you know, emotional guy. I was frustrated with myself. And it wasn't the first time he'd done that either. But Dana went right after him and asked him, what the fuck are you doing? And told him to get back in the cage. Clearly, he wasn't happy with his performance. He didn't think he'd done enough to win and his emotions got the better of him. What do you think of your performance? Yeah, not great, not great, you know. He came back into the cage, but when his hand was raised in victory, there was that cheeky look of 
surprise on his face. I guess his performance wasn't as bad as he thought. Was still kind of awkward though when he grabbed the microphone to interview Tito for his retirement speech. Number 7, BJ Penn versus John Fitch. Look, I think we all know that despite all of the ridiculous achievements and fights BJ pulled out of the bag during his MMA career, he continued to fight for longer than he probably should. And it was right around that time he had just lost back-to-back fights against Frankie Edgar, the last time he would ever fight for a world title, that we started to see a BJ Penn that just didn't believe in the prodigy anymore. Penn had just gone back to world weight for the first time in two years. He just KO'd Matt Hughes, so he got another title eliminator fight against John Fitch, who was on a five-fight win streak. It was a hell of a fight, but BJ took a ton of damage in the last round and was just completely dominated by Fitch. John got up celebrating like a caveman that had just taken out a mammoth, and BJ looked like he could barely stand. When they called him over to the center of the cage, you know, it just looked like BJ had already decided his career was over. Now, this fight was also a draw, but it's on this list simply because BJ completely acted like he lost the fight. Just watch him shake John's hand. When Joe asked him, did you feel like you'd done enough to win? BJ simply said, no. No. Did you feel at the end of the fight that you were going to lose a decision? Yeah. Yeah. Number six, Andre Olovsky versus Brendan Sharp. When it came out that a former UFC champion, an old school legend, the guy who fought Fedor in Affliction was making his way back to the UFC, there wasn't actually that much buzz. I mean, there was a bit, but Arlovsky was definitely a much older version of himself. It didn't help that people like Luke Thomas naturally had some reservations about why the heck they were even signing Andre in the first place. But hey, I mean, he'd get a chance to change everyone's opinions as he came back in 2014 and fought Mr. Brendan Sharp. Now, it was a pretty sloppy fight, to be honest. I mean, it was bad enough that Dana said it was horrible and the fans were the ones who lost, but it basically came down to a split decision. After the bell rang, Andre just looked extremely disappointed with his whole performance. He didn't raise his arms in celebration. And when the final decision was read, the pitbull looked like he didn't even want to be awarded the win. And when he was, there wasn't really an expression change on his face at all. He just slightly shook his head and said, well, that all just sucked, really. What happened next is even crazy, though, because according to Brendan, Arlovsky went backstage to find him, apologized for the decision, and offered to pay him because he didn't think he won the fight. I was very upset. Arlovsky actually apologized to me in the back and offered to pay me. Andre just wanted to apologize for the whole thing, I think, really, considering it was his big chance to get back in the big promotion. Number five, Lena Garcia and Nam Fan. Back in 2010, the WEC was just merging with the UFC, and in the mix of featherweight, he had a lot of great fighters that you probably know, but also Leonard Garcia, who basically had three fight of the year contender fights in one year against George Roop, the epic fight with the Korean Zombie, which did win fight of the year, and then right at the end of December, he made his UFC debut against Nam Fan at the Tough 12 finale show. It was a back and forth fight, but Nam definitely had Garcia in trouble at some points, and most people scored the fight for him. Even Leonard, as the final bell rang, he visibly walks away upset, just shaking his head. Apparently, Greg Jackson then had to warn him not to lose his shit if this doesn't go your way. But they read the scorecards and the exact moment everyone realizes it's a split decision and it's going Garcia's way is priceless. And Leonard shaking his head looking down in complete disbelief, he's actually getting the win. Look how happy this man is. And gotta say the look on Greg Jackson's face is priceless. Well, shit man, I guess we won. Number four, Elima Lay McFarlane versus Watanabe. Right, let's take a look outside the UFC for this one with Bellator. If you don't know the name, Elima Lay McFarlane, she was the Bellator flyweight world champion. She defended the belt four times as their undefeated champion. She eventually lost, as most do, but was still one of their bigger names. And considering she's from Hawaii, she was perfect to co main an event at their big show out there against Kana Watanabe. It was an extremely close fight that went all three rounds. It came down to a split decision. But despite it being in Hawaii, Elima did not look confident at all. And the look of relief on her face when the announcer calls her name just says it all, really. I mean, she had no idea she was going to win that fight. She even admitted so much at the post-fight press conference. Yeah, I honestly thought I lost 
she, when she would take me down, she, you know, her control was so good. She wasn't giving me any space to even get like underhooks in that thing. So, um. But she was wrong. She actually won. Number three, Jens Pulver versus BJ Penn. This is an epic story made even more epic by the moment it happened, with BJ Penn being the new guy in the UFC who had this super credential BJJ black belt, but also went and knocked out three people in one year, all in the first round. He was being looked at as this untouchable guy, so he got a title shot against a champion at the time, which was Jens Pulver. And going into that fight, Jens was the underdog. People thought he was just not going to be able to beat BJ, this new invincible character. It was an absolute war. BJ dominated early with take downs and nasty sub attempts and little evil really had to come back in that fight but when the scores were about to be read he looked at his corner and mouthed the words i lost he then began just shaking his head as if he knew things weren't going to go his way bj penn was undefeated he was supposed to win the title it was like his sean o'malley moment but they gave him the win and he was clearly very emotional about having beaten the odds and coming out on top he then described how badly he was hurt post fight how nervous he was at certain points but pretty much showed he had the heart of a champion Number two, Cub Swanson versus Hakeem Dawadu. I personally hope the legend of Cub Swanson never dies, that he continues his brand of chaotic violence forever, which of course will never happen because everybody gets old and retires. But even now, he's still taking on the young guns and putting on great fights. Most recently, he fought Hakeem Dawadu, who, if you're new, might seem like a nobody, but during his five-fight UFC win streak, he kind of showed he has all the technical ability, speed, and power. He just sometimes doesn't always pull the trigger. And that's basically what happened when they fought. Cub came in as an underdog, and they traded on the feet for three very close rounds. I think by the end of it, though, most people were leaning towards Hakeem winning, and apparently Cub Swanson agreed. He walked over and gave a shrug to his corner. This one wasn't even a split decision. It was unanimous. Cub started clapping his opponent before the announcer had even finished, but shook his head when they called him the winner. I didn't think I won the first round. I thought that he picked up some steam in the second, but I know I hurt him at the end of the second. So in my mind, I was down two rounds, and I was like, I need to push the pace. It, it was a difficult one. He also said he felt the pressure of having a name that people expected greatness and i'm sure that has something to do with it but it was an incredibly humble moment from the mma legend number one rampage jackson i think most people like quinton because he's not just a menacing knockout artist in the cage or the ring but he's a pretty friendly and goofy character outside of it <laughs> But if you take a look back at some of his closest fights, he's also proven to be an incredible sportsman, especially when he felt like the other man got the better of him. After just fighting and losing against Vandalay Silva for the Pride Middleweight Championship, Rampage took on Shogun Hua's older brother, Murillo. And as Bass put it, it just didn't look like the Quinton we knew. It went to a decision and it was close, but Rampage personally really didn't think he did enough to win that fight. He was shocked when he heard the first judge gave him the fight, but when he got his hand raised as well, he immediately started shaking his head. He went right over and told Hua, you won, and looked into the camera and admitted, I didn't win that. He even tried to give Ninja the trophy on the way out. Gorilla Ninja who won that fight, and Quinton Jackson knows he won that fight. But there's also his other very memorable moment when he fought Lyoto Machida. It was another really close fight, an interesting clash of styles, but when the final bell rang, Rampage raised Lyoto's hand to declare him the winner and then just slumped down against the cage. And when the judges gave him the win on that one as well, he could not have looked more surprised. He immediately walked over though and told Lyoto that he won the fight and he said he would give him an immediate rematch in the post-fight interview. Machida whooped my ass tonight. I'm so ashamed to myself i have to give him a rematch he even told everyone at the press conference afterwards that he thought he was losing it's one of those it's one of those things that at the time i thought i got my ass whooped. all right there we go cracking list i like doing that one it's actually kind of surprising how few people have actually sort of admitted that they felt like they lost because you think you know it's not an uncommon feeling especially people who beat themselves up about a performance but to actually feel like they've lost or act like it or say out loud i lost it doesn't happen very often it's only really those humblest of humble fighters that will admit to that and there we go we just saw them 
I don't know if I missed anyone out. I might have done. If I did, leave it in the comments down below. Or just let me know who you think was, you know, the best person, the most gracious, or who was the most honest about, you know, their performance. Shout out to Max Randall for editing this one as well. Good old Maximus is back with us there. So go check him out on social media at Max Randall if you haven't. Good stuff on there for Max and uh, show him some support for getting some work done. If you want to support the content and see more stuff like the podcast and things we've been doing, um, go ahead and join down below. There's a channel members section now. You get access to a few benefits and things like that. Extra episodes, uncut episodes of the podcast. We really appreciate you. Um, genuinely, your support means a lot to us. It helps keep the lights on and, uh, you know, you guys are the MVPs and you can join them. But as always, appreciate the thumbs up if you enjoyed the video as well. You know, got to work hard researching it and everyone coming together to make the video content for you guys. If you enjoyed it, thumbs up. You know, that's an easy way to show some appreciation. All right. Oos. I'll see you in the next one. Take it easy, guys.